Welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast, a podcast all about helping you identify and navigate your next move in life or career with confidence. I'm your host, Megan Houle, a one-stop shop for all things recruiting, professional development, and career pivots. And through my insights and our guest conversations, these episodes will help you to shift your mindset, change your direction, and change your life. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Pivot with Purpose. Today on the podcast, I have the pleasure of speaking with Chelsea Vong, who is currently Miss Massachusetts 2023. And Chelsea has been involved in the Miss America program since age 15, where she accrued enough scholarship money to attend Harvard University. After graduating in 2021 with her degree in economics, Chelsea went to work for McKinsey and Company and then the Washington Commanders. Her hobbies include piano, dance, and community volunteerism. She is eager to continue her advocacy for financial independence through her work with schools, women's shelters, churches, and military groups. And in her spare time, Chelsea hosts the Currency Coach podcast, where she interviews NFL players and Olympians about personal money management. And Chelsea is such an incredible ball of light and energy. I met Chelsea during our time working a fashion show with my partnership on the board of directors for Dress for Success late 2023, and she is just so incredible. And on Sunday, January 14th, we can all tune in to Miss America and root our girl Chelsea on uh, for this incredible honor and competition. And I know she is so excited to be a part of Miss Massachusetts 2023 with a lot of wonderful things to do this year. So go Chelsea and enjoy the episode. Chelsea Vong, welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. How are you, my friend? How are you? Yes, doing so well. I am very excited to have you on for so many reasons. Um, we can just like dive into all of them, but I would love to as, as Pivot with Purpose, you know, this podcast is truly about pivots and doing all the things in life that, you know, the, the journeys, the roads, the twists, the turns that bring you to your ultimate purpose. And I feel like we're probably like always pivoting, right? But mm-hmm. um, I always love to start off with understanding where we're catching our guests today. So tell us a little bit about like, where are we catching you? What are you up to? And then we're going to like talk all things pivots and networking and how we came into each other's world and the power of that. All my juicy topics I love, I love to discuss. Absolutely. So what are you up to? Tell us about Chelsea. What am I not up to? Just kidding. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm currently Miss Massachusetts 2023. I'm Miss America next month. Ah! So it's been crazy preparing this entire time. At the same time, I am working for the Washington Commanders in Washington, D.C. And so it's been quite the journey traveling back and forth and doing full-time Washington Commanders, but then also being Miss Massachusetts as well. So that's where I'm currently at. And I was just practicing practicing the piano when you caught me, and <laughs> I'll probably go back right after this podcast. Ah, and I feel like as we launch this, it will launch, I feel like, like right before going into it. So <laughs> we're going to make sure there's a big Pivot with Purpose watch crew cheering you on when <laughs> we're on January 14th, right? S- Yes, so finals is January 14th. Preliminaries from America is actually on my birthday, which is January 10th. 10th, okay. So so how does that work? Do you have to get through that? And then you get on the 14th, so the 10th is like 
the the big day too, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So on Sunday, I believe that's January 7th, we have our, te- our eight minute interview. And then on January 10th, you have your preliminary competition where there's 51 contestants all competing in fitness, on stage question, talent, and evening wear. And then of those that competed on preliminary night, on finals night, they cut it to a top 11. And then only those 11 get to compete again for Miss America. Right. And then that's how you get on the the show and like the hoop. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yes. So it's like all the things that I talk about on this podcast and I'm like, life is not a competition, but it kind of actually is sometimes. You're in a competition with yourself. That's Truly, right? Because your blinders are on. I bet you are just like focused on yourself. And I am sure that by thinking of everyone else and what everyone else is doing, I mean, that only kind of gets you in your head, right? What are Before we dive into your pivots, like what are some of your best practices that you use to like really, really prepare? Because there are so yeah. many portions of it. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the listeners listening in are career professionals, executives, like people from all over at some point in life, like we ha- we all are preparing for something, but the preparation is the key to confidence. And like, that's how you nail it. Right. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Like, what's your ritual secret, secret sauce for preparation? Mm-hmm. Well, currently what I'm doing is I have a running notes or running things to do on my notes list. Mm-hmm. And every single day, it's practically like a routine. Like, In a sense, I'm robotic where I just try to check off those things over and over. And I think it's really nice because you can't get in your head when you know you have things to do. So I try to keep my schedule as busy, as occupied as possible so that my I don't really get into my head, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're booked and busy and an actual queen on this podcast. (laughs) So how lucky are we? Same though. You should see this this Desinamon I've not only do I have 27 notebooks, but I love writing or or typing. Like I think the notes function I probably should use more often on my phone, but I just like love that pen to paper and like crossing mm-hmm. something off <laughs> or putting the checkbox on. There's like something so therapeutic of like done and dusted. Uh, oh, I love that. Okay. So diving an early career, Chelsea. Um, before landing this amazing, prestigious um, honor, you know, to represent Massachusetts and to be in this pageant world, which I know is not also for the faint of heart, Um, a lot of work and a lot of time and I'm sure stress and all of it goes into it for sure. Mm -hmm. The backstage, like drama. That's another podcast. You like spill the beans, girl. Maybe after your reign is over. Um, No, I'm just kidding. But like where where was Chelsea early on in her career? I mean, I know you went to Harvard. Like you have some incredible accolades. So where did you get started? And do you feel like what you went to school for is what you're doing today? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I graduated from Harvard in 20, not 2016. I graduated from high school 2016. I graduated from Harvard in 2021. And I actually took a gap year between my freshman and sophomore years of college because Mm. I truly had no idea what I I wanted to do. And I want to make it a thing where I wanted to be conscientious of like how I went about college. And so I took that year to do a lot of self-reflection, do some meditation, do some journaling, really get in tune with who I am so that when I were to go back to college, I would have more of a sense of direction of like, what clubs I want to join, if I want to do any internships, what major I should try to explore. And so at the end, I graduated with a degree in economics. And Harvard, it's liberal arts. So you can't really major in something that's 
tangible, if that makes any sense. Like Mm. they want you to learn how to problem solve. And I think that's something that was an amazing takeaway for me was I could go into any industry and because I knew and learned how to problem solve, I could be moldable and adaptable and flexible towards what the job demands were. Mm -hmm. After college, still didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I went to consulting. And what consulting is, it's where you go to different companies and whatever business problem that pops up, you go there and you help them out. So for example, one thing that I did was I helped a fast food company price a hamburger on their menu item. Nice. Yeah. With like consumer research. And I mean, there's a lot yeah. that goes into consulting. Yeah, that's like a huge, big there's deal. There's a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I was able to get a lot of tangible skills, such as doing budget forecasting, working in Excel, learning how to write a story so that people that I presented to, whether if it's a managerial stakeholder or like a CEO, I would be able to tailor that story towards them so that they would understand what I'm trying to recommend them to do. And so I did that for two years after college, literally traveling across the entire United States. I counted like this past year before I went to the Washington Commanders, I traveled 92,000 miles. Uh Are you like executive elite platinum? (laughs) Like roll out the red carpet for Chelsea, actually, though. (laughs) Yes. I love it. When it comes to my my mileage. It's a lot, though. I mean, God bless you. And with all of the travel, I mean, I feel like it's just gotten soups aggressive. Do you have like a, a ritual for travel too as you prepare? Um, like what are your travel tips to like keep yourself sane uh-huh. and like on track? Because I, I feel like I know you're just somebody that's like, I'm going to get this done. I'm checking all the boxes. But like, um, how do you keep yourself sane during all the travel? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will mm. say I had two down downturns. Mm. I missed two flights. Before that, I've never like before. Yeah, it happens. I'm, <laughs> I'm one of those people where if it's boarding at 7.30, I will get to the airport at 7.20 and hope that my TSA pre-check allows me to get through security in five minutes and then go to the gate in another five. Because I'll say, you're like, let me just roll the Okay, I'm also going to take you to Vegas next because like you take chances, girl. Like, God bless yeah. you. <laughs> I Sleep, you know, <laughs> I mean, well, that's some good manifesting too. You're like, I'm going to make this work. I, I'm definitely somebody who was like, I can't, I can't deal with like the airport craziness. And I actually got real mad over these past couple of trips because I also have TSA pre and global entry. And like, like a human adult me, I'm just like, oh, it expires. Yeah, it expires. Like you have to renew it like every five years. So I was getting so mad that the TSA free wasn't like showing up in my ticket. And I was like yelling at, not yelling, I don't yell, but I, I'm a service person. So I'm like, ma'am, can you please kindly help me? And I had my number, I had everything. And they're like, oh, you know, it expires, right? And I was like, what? So here I am blaming the government. I'm like, you are not recognizing me as like a known traveler. But it was actually my fault. Um, but I mean, that's a ticket. And I, my husband, like in the in the actual line, there was like steam coming out of my ears. I'm like, I don't want to take my shoes off. <laughs> like, I don't want to take the. I know this is like first world problems, but I hear you. But that is, I mean, that's a saver. Yes. If you, if you know that time, but I have to get to the airport like two hours ahead of time. Cause I, oh, I just hate rushing Chelsea, but I feel like you are probably always kind of like onto the next time. So then you kind of get into that motion of like, yeah, we're just going to get it done. And it gives you extra time to get ready to do the thing. So 
All right. Tips from yeah. Chelsea and traveling. Like, I've literally yeah. flown two times a week for the yeah. past 50, like 50 weeks in a year. And there's only 52 weeks in a year. So at that point, I'm like, I cannot just lose that much time sitting in an airport. No, but, amen you know, to that. Yeah. My mom's like, you can get a snack. You can do your work in the airport. But I'm like, I could take a nap. You're like, <laughs> I don't even care about snacks, mom. Like, beat it. Um. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. And we could, uh, going off on the tangent. All right. So good to, but amazing. I mean, tr- you're traveling. You're obviously traveling for Miss Massachusetts now, too. Mm-hmm. And then back and forth between Boston and Washington. So working with your consulting firm, was there a pivot there where you wind up getting recruited for where you are now with Washington Commanders, or was there another job that you kind of layered on there? How did how did you land that? And yeah, so many takeaways from working in consultancy. So it's so awesome that you were able to. I mean, I also love the Harvard pivot. Going back to that, I think that gap year, a lot of people see that as kind of like, not like a shameful thing, yeah. right? But I'm like, oh, I can't take time. But good for you of saying, I need clarity. Mm-hmm. And I go back to it all the time. You're asking these 17, 16, 17, 18 year olds, what do you want to do? Like, nobody has any idea, right? Before, so, I have yeah. an idea. But yeah. then the world gets bigger and bigger, and eventually you're just overwhelmed with so many options. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have your um, site set on Harvard? Were you like, I really want to go here? How was that process? I don't I love the Gilmore girl so much. Everyone tuning in and knows me knows me. I love the Gilmore. So Rory <laughs> wanted to go to Harvard, but she landed at Yale. So spoiler alert. Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> but was your was that like a top school for you? And how was that feeling of just like getting into Harvard? Yeah, it was surreal. Yeah. So a little bit more about my background. Both my yeah. parents were immigrants from Asia. Mm-hmm. And they came here with $200 and two suitcases. So oh. pretty much grew up with not that much. Yeah. And their whole model to me was education is really important. Get your degree, get a good job, and then you'll be able to have financial stability. Because we were faced with financial stress almost every single day, mm-hmm. from what I recall when I was yeah. a little wee bit. Yeah. And I just never thought that Harvard would be attainable because you always hear it, right? Like Harvard has a, what is it now? Three, 4% acceptance rate. It's very low. So never in a million years that I think that I would actually get accepted. The funny part was going through school. Um, I was one of those people where, you know, you put your head down, you do your work, get your good grade and just keep on rinsing, repeating. Like I'm a person that loves routine mm. and I felt as though my parents was, were able to like instill that in me from a very young age. But when I was in high school, I just thought to myself, hey, if I could go to UCLA, if I could go to UC Berkeley, like that would be an amazing goal. Yeah. Um, I was also in, from California. So yes. I want to locally, want to continue being with my parents. Yeah. But my mom was like, hey, look at you. Like you're getting a lot of good grades. Mm-hmm. I think you could get to Harvard. And I think you're really smart. I'm like, no, mom, I'm very good at memorizing the textbook. This is why I'm smart. No, you are very smart. But no. <laughs> so so that's so beautiful to you. A nice supportive family, you know, of like you yeah. can do it with all those limiting beliefs you put on ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually applied to Harvard as a joke to my mom to prove her. Oh my gosh, I can't. It's not backfired. You're like, ha ha ha, I meant that part. You're like, JK, mom. Okay. Aw, that is so amazing. Um, 
Well, I mean, they're lucky to have you. And yes, you are this wonderful, beautiful, highly intelligent, but super approachable and um, the most kindest spirit in person. So Chelsea and I, we know each other uh, meeting up at a Dress for Success fashion show event where we had so much fun and everyone knows me. I'm not afraid or shy to meet or ask for conversations. And here we are. So full circle. So that's really amazing. Um, so I just, I wanted to get that of you. And yeah, shout out to being from California. I know you and I, we share some stories of like how we love California and also wine country and mm-hmm. all the things. Um, so going back to the big, big pivot. So got okay. into Harvard, graduated, doing mm-hmm. your consultancy. What what was that moment for you like of like, okay, something has awful. to change or yeah, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. When I worked at my consulting firm, there were weeks where I was working hundred hours a week. My average oh, wow. week of work was about 70 to 80. Yeah. And so my days were, you know, 15 hour days. Sometimes I would have to work weekends. Like I did not have a life outside of work. I at first didn't mind it. But then when I was thinking about the bigger picture, I felt as though I was a losing sense of like my voice and what I wanted to do. So throughout that entire time working at consulting, I was also competing for the Miss America organization. And I got third place at Miss Massachusetts, got third place at Miss California. And I still remember after Miss California, I just like broke down crying because I was just so overwhelmed with stress yeah. and just working those hours, trying to balance pageant prep as well. Yeah, I just the pageant to- prep is like full-time in itself yeah. too, you know? Yeah. Wow. That's Absolutely. a lot. So I didn't really have time to spend time with my family or spend time with my friends. And so there's something that my mom told me where it's like, there's three things in life that you can do in a sense, right? You can work, you can sleep, you can have like a life outside of work. And you can only choose two out of the three. So for me, it was working and then life outside of work. Yeah, we can sleep at another point. So I, I like, yeah. did not sleep. <laughs> and it took I don't more- sleep either, Chelsea, and I have like half of what you have going on. And you're like, well, I have, I have eight jobs. So maybe we're like, <laughs> we're highly matched, although no one's putting me on the yes, a yeah. Miss America <laughs> stage. <laughs> um, but wow, no, it's a lot. It's a lot. And we all talk about work-life balance and mm-hmm. all the things I think have really come up through COVID. Was that pivot like before 2020 or in 2020? Or when did you pivot and really recognize like, that I can't do this anymore? Yeah. I started my position with the Washington Commanders this August. Okay. okay. So I was consulting all the way up to Miss Massachusetts. And then when I won Miss Massachusetts, I was like, I can't anymore. Because like you said, Miss Massachusetts, you're it's not really a full-time job, but it's at least or more a part-time job because I'm traveling across the state, going to appearances, meeting with people like you, which has been literally the highlight of my entire year so far. Um, And then I'm also preparing for Miss America. Like this could be a full-time job, but in Massachusetts, it's not. So I was just thinking about it. I'm like, if I really wanted to truly embrace this once in a lifetime opportunity experience, like I need to find a job where I'm not working those hours or I'm not traveling to California one week and then like Florida another week. The time zone just got my body all messed up and I stayed at a hotel for more than a hundred nights this year. So I just like did not have a home either. Yeah. 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 I mean, living out of bags and just feeling settled in general. Um, So made that choice to leave. Mm -hmm. Why, why Washington commanders? Like how did you get connected to the, the sporting world? Is that a passion of yours as well? Yeah. Yeah. 
for yeah. sure. I started watching football with my dad since I was six, and we would watch every single Sunday. Same. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I told my dad, I'm like, if I am not a like sports commentator or reporter one day, I want to work in the business side of sports. And so there was this great opportunity that came up when I was working for my consulting firm because there's a former partner at the consulting firm who's now the president of the Washington Commanders. And so he was trying to get some consultants to come to the organization to help him out because um, the Washington Commanders just got rebranded and got mm-hmm. bought out by a new owner. And so mm-hmm. there's been a lot of change going on. So he was trying to bring in more consultants to help with this transition and really help build this new era of what the commanders would look like. Yeah. So do you feel like that pivot for you has been purposeful thus far? And then balancing like such a purpose-driven um, moment, you know, you're obviously having the Miss Massachusetts and fingers crossed for Miss America, which mm-hmm. will be like another set of bigger responsibilities I can't even imagine. But how are you balancing it all now? And do you feel like at least you are doing something a bit more in alignment yeah. Of where I want to go in my career. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, to be honest, I'm. TBD? TBD? <laughs> yeah. I love sports. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. I love the environment. I love the feel. I love the fact that your work every single day is to make your fans happy. Hmm. And it's just really unique because I don't think that you see that many people in one area just connect together and mm-hmm. bond over this like one team or like bond it's over crazy, this crazy right team. i know sports is like there's a lot of polarization and yeah a lot of distance going on it's just nice to have that type of camaraderie mm-hmm. and connection with people so mm-hmm. i love sports mm-hmm. but miss massachusetts has got me thinking about different things as well <laughs> yeah i mean the the world is your oyster my friend honestly it feels so much but what do you do for the commanders like what's your day-to-day like what do you love doing the most yeah <laughs> you're like lots of things <laughs> their strategy yeah. manager which mm-hmm. means mm. i work on their business side so whatever business issues that they have they help they like bring it to me so for example i help them figure out a new pricing strategy we are potentially opening up a new stadium, so I'm looking at different venues and seeing what that um, business plan would look like. And this is a little bit under the radar, but the NFL is expanding internationally. So there are some teams that are thinking about which country they want to move into. So I'm really? helping with Wow. I mean, it makes sense because I think increasingly over the years, we've seen those collaborations where the sporting teams are going over to like the UK and otherwise. And I mean, listen, we have the football here, right? And the soccer, what we call soccer that we all love so much. And um, yeah, sports is also such a uniter, right? Um, I just think cheering for teams, like rallying behind teams. I mean, it's a huge industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports, sports. I know, yeah. I know that um, the NFL just went over to Mexico a few weeks ago where they collaborated with the WWE. So there's been a oh, lot wow. of sports collaboration as well. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Well, so again, like you are doing something where you've at least pivoted to find balance ish, mm-hmm. or at least yes. being, well, that, I think being able to focus, well, balance is BS, but being <laughs> able to focus on 
two passion projects that you have. I think one with, again, being, um, and good for you for continuing to like push forward. Like, yeah, your first tries for these pageants, you didn't get right away, right? You got third. And I think for the metaphor to that is like so many people feel like, oh, I'm just going to try once and I didn't make it. So this is not for me. And they like completely give it up. But it might not be right at that time, but if it's truly meant for you and you put in the work, I mean, I'm sure that there were learnings from taking away of like getting third place, which is still amazing. But like, what did you have to shift? Like, what was that shift for you to say, I'm going to keep going because mm-hmm. I still see I can do this. And like what clicked? Because like, here you are, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Miss America, the age limit is 28. So I was thinking to myself, hey, Chelsea, let's just think about you 10 years down the line. When you have a family, when you have children, are you going to regret not continuing to compete? And my just gut reaction was yes, because this has been a dream of mine since I was 13 years old. And I already worked this far. I was this close, like literally two spots close. I literally would regret it if I did not compete again. And so the other, the like final time that I tried and when I finally won Miss Massachusetts, I felt as though there was a sense of peace in that sense because I knew that I did everything to my like fullest abilities to truly prepare for that competition. And so, yeah, that goes along of like when you really want something, you have to put in the work to get there. Uh, Soundbite. Amen. Anyone listening at all levels? Um, no, that's so powerful. And I know when we were first chatting and getting to know each other, I was like, how did you get into pageants? You're like, my mom threw me on stage, but actually. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, was that something growing up too that tell us, tell us that story there? Cause I just like love it. You're just like, I had the confidence. I just went on stage. Like <laughs> yes. when I was 12 years old, yes. my mom was like, you were the shy person ever and guess what she does to try to boost my confidence throw me into a pageant the next day oh my but next day right you don't even like almost like you I didn't, didn't even have a chance to like debate it you're like you're doing this child yeah. up, she found me a coach I went yeah. to work with the coach for three hours she got me my costume they put me on stage but this was the thing that I think actually helped me win was I wear contacts right now. Back then, I didn't have contacts. I wore glasses. So before going on stage, my mom took my glasses away from me, and then she threw me on the stage. So I couldn't even be scared because I couldn't see the audience. Yeah, you're like, could be anybody could be out. Cats, like yeah. nobody, a giant snowman, like anyone. Like, it's it was for me. Oh my gosh, that is, and here you are. So again, that that uh, life lesson is just go for it and do things that scare us or do them young enough where you don't even like feel it. And then, you know, you wind up just falling into it. So it's amazing. So this has been a journey for you, like balancing college and work and all of the things. Um, how long have you been like in this pageant space? Like, and were you competing like almost every year? Or did you take like little breaks or yeah? Yeah. I started the Miss America program back when I was 15 years old. And so I'm coming up okay. to my 10 year anniversary. With wow. This program. I yeah. think I took three or four years off, mm-hmm. I think three years off. Yeah. Yeah. So I have been like pretty consistent competing year after year. Yeah. And every single year, like I didn't want a state competition. I would go back, literally cry, have a pageant hangover for an entire week. And then I'll just get back to my daily life and 
you know, a month goes by, I'm like, nope, not doing it again. And then another month goes by and I'm like, okay, I probably should do this again. Because yeah, you're like, so something's cool. in my soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it just, I also think that the timing was right for when I finally won. Because if you went too early, I feel like you don't have enough life experience to really, I don't know, it's, like have it's that. True, it's right? true, right? I think well, it's and, I've, and especially to like answer questions, right? Um, in just in terms of, I mean, they ask you some hard hitting questions. Like, what would you say that interview part is maybe the the trickiest to like prepare for? And right, if you maybe haven't, well, spent time just out in the world or the media or whatever. In life experience in education, they're both super important, but mm-hmm. you can't just have the education. Like the life experience is a pretty big piece. Um, so yeah. Do you feel like you're, we're more prepared for like interview questions or like what are that, pro- what does that process look like for you? Cause you know, I interview people all the time and then in my recruiting job, we're just always interviewing four jobs. Right. So you have to hit it, but what yes. does that look like for you? Yeah. It's been much better now. And I think I, that's why I'm going back to my previous point. When I was younger, I don't know how it is for most people, but I just was not myself when I was Mm. young like I didn't know who Chelsea was I didn't know what my opinions were I didn't know what my voice was I just also didn't have that much experience talking to other people and so because I competed year after year and I gained more life experience throughout the way especially when I went to consulting like I was presenting to fortune 500 CEOs yeah and so my partners and managers really just made sure that I was prepared and gave me a bunch of practice time so that now when I'm thinking about it, like I feel so much more prepared just going into an interview room and I also have gone through all these challenges and tribulations to the point where I feel like I have a more grounded sense of who I am as well and a firmer stance on certain issues. Yeah. So it's been a, a good personal growth journey as well. Oh, which is why I, I think I've gone to like a better time now than, you know, last year or the year before. Yeah. Well, and I think there is so much beauty in finding your voice. Mm-hmm. I actually was just talking about this recently and, and same. I mean, coming through what you've been through or even coming through the corporate world of there's a lot of individuals that have what we call like last name syndrome where it's like, oh, I'm so-and-so from this company. and But it's like, but who are you? <laughs> and a lot of times, all the time in some of these like big corporations, you're not really asked your opinion. You know, you had some of those companies that you just are a yes person or people, if they can relate to that, that has worked in those environments before, like they don't really care to hear about what's going on in your world. You're like, come in, do the job, align with what our expectations and values are, but you can get lost in the sauce, right? Of like, well, what do I care about? (laughs) Like, who am I? So I'm so, what, what was that moment that you really like sat down and did some soul searching? Like, how did you find your voice? What'd you say? Yeah. I think that humans have a lot of dynamic to them when they have different identities of themselves. Mm. So when I'm in the corporate world, a lot of people are interested in my patenty side because they're not hearing Chelsea who's data driven, who's being very factual and have what has like a business case coming out of her mouth every single day. Whereas in the pageant world, I found that a lot of people are interested in my work side because they are, they're always hearing me about women's empowerment or what I'm doing for financial literacy, like these specific talking, talking points that I have mm-hmm. when it comes to like the Miss America organization and the world of pageantry. So I feel like I found my voice through being very integrated and 
ingrained in those two spheres and then slowly maneuvered my way around that. Oh, so cool. And for Miss Massachusetts, now that, you know, this commitment, yeah, what are some of the things that you're doing out there with some of your appearances? Like, what are you loving? Because I know you do a lot for the community appearances, but you also... Um, you're a speaker, right? Like you, you'd come in and you talk and I know you were talk to high schoolers and individuals at all levels. Like what are some of those topics and what are some of those things that you're involved in Absolutely. right now? Yeah. There's one that came to mind. I went to this Girl Scouts assembly. It was Oh my like- God. Yes. Did they have cookies? Were you like, give me some of those like Samoas? <laughs> it was so good. So good. I kid you not. There were probably like 800 students there. And then I was like, and our like keynote speaker is Miss Massachusetts, Chelsea Long. And they threw me on stage. But apparently, well, I thought that I could read off of a script. So I kind of wrote something down. But instead, I had a microphone and I was like walking around the stage. And so I was like ad-libbing for 15 minutes about something. And it was just nice because somehow something worked. You just do it. I don't know. I find when I script myself with all the events and things I do, you then either – you get more nervous because you feel like you perfectly write it down and then you have to execute that. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes like having talking points, but I think just coming from your authentic self, your authentic place, Sweet. like um, I think that's what really resonates with people versus things being like so highly edited and whatnot. And especially with like a student population, they're probably mm-hmm. just in awe of like, who is this queen with this crown and walking around on stage and telling us about life? What were some, what were you talking on? What topic was it? What were you educating? Yeah. So whenever I have to give a presentation or speech, I try to put myself in that child's shoes and be like, mm-hmm. what are they interested in that, interested in that moment? So because it was a STEM expo and they were very career oriented, I shared with them like my journey and like when I was nine or 10 years old, like what I did as a child and how that kind of shaped my career development and how I thought about my purpose and life goals. So I walked them through my journey and gave them some inspirational quotes about how important it is to work hard, to find people who are like you, and also make sure that you tap into either your community or like your network so that you're able to capitalize and seize on these opportunities. I love that. Well, and I think like having um, voices like yours that you're not, it's not a teacher or, Mm -hmm. you know, someone that they like have to listen to, but somebody who... Um, has had this like really incredible journey that might be relatable and a little closer-ish to age. Um, I think credibility is everything (laughs) with this young population. I always feel the least coolest when I hang out with like my niece and nephews because there's like always a new word and they're like, we don't say that anymore, (laughs) Megan. I'm just Auntie Megan. I'm like, okay, fine. Whatever. Do you know what the new word of the year is? Yeah, it's Riz. I know. No. I got I got the Riz uh, during a family vacation where I'm like, what the heck is that? They're like, you got charisma. You got Riz. I was like, what? Yeah. No. Like, no. no. I feel like I still – there's a lot of things I say, especially as um, an adult human. My my husband's like, mm, are you supposed to say that at that age? But I love saying everything slaps, and I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> just cancel me now. But he's like, I actually said it today, and then I was like, mm, I kind of look like a loser. I was in Starbucks, and Starbucks was giving away – samples of the creme brulee like latte and I was like oh that latte slaps <laughs> I know whatever thank god I was alone um I people yeah. just think I'm a weirdo anyway Chelsea embrace it embrace that quirky weird side because like that's who you are and it's your personality 
I wish yeah. I had a mentor like you growing up. So that's really nice. I mean, I, I think um, we need more of that in this world, positive voices mm-hmm. of the can-do attitudes and spirits, like get off social media, get off of like the doom scrolling yes. and the comparison game, which I think, you know, I didn't really have to deal a lot with social media growing up because it just was not a thing, thank God. Um, but now it is what Everywhere. everyone's so attached to. So in terms of responsibility, right, what mm-hmm. would you counsel um, or how do you counsel a younger generation? And I'm probably sure you have to manage it as well of like managing an online social media um, profile and like being a public figure and and how important it is to harness your voice, but also be kind and then also stop the comparison game. I don't know. What are your takes on like social media? How do you manage it as well? Yes. Social media has been a balancing act for me, for sure. Because when you're in the pageant world, I think everyone compares you to like the previous title holder or what you could be. And so it does get in your head sometimes. But at the end of the day, the thing that I've always stayed true to was like, I want to be an authentic leader. Mm-hmm. And with that, you have to you have to show like your highs and your lows. So there are times when I'm just, you know, not feeling the best. And I'm like, hey, I need to pick me up going to yoga or like I'm writing in my journal, something like that, just to show yeah. that there is that side of me where I'm not just going out to appearances and putting on a bunch of makeup and going to a red carpet appearance because it's not always the glitz and the glamour. Like yeah. you are also a human being and Human beings have a lot of fluctuations. I try to just stay as true to myself as possible. And I still remember before getting into this role of Miss Massachusetts, I didn't think that social media was going to be this much of a challenge. But then when you're stepping into that role and you realize that, you know, you are being seen by other people, there is this like new step that you have to take. And with that, you have to think about like, what are your values? And like, how do you balance your values with what other people value in you as well? Yeah. I've been very fortunate in that I think that a lot of people like the authenticity that I bring. And I feel like I'm pretty candid, candid with certain things as well. Mm-hmm. So that has been really helpful. But I yeah. think the biggest advice that I have for people is to just make sure that you're not over consuming social media. Because I set like a one hour time limit for myself. There's no way I can just keep on scrolling and like not compare to myself. So me knowing that that's something that I do and recognizing it, I do set limits to myself. So that's what I recommend other people to yeah. do. Like no, the coming yeah. to that, then you should be doing something about it by yourself. Yeah. And like, I think about that and sometimes I'm on there for like inspiration, but it's just like, why are we sitting and commenting and highlighting everyone else's success? Like, go out, like, go do something productive. I mean, especially if you have a big juicy goal or you're looking to make a pivot or you should be like getting out and like applying for jobs or like getting ready for an interview. Um, I think we get, and it's great. Like we should cheer each other on, but I definitely feel like, and that's so good, the time limits and the points of just like doom scrolling, especially if you're having a bad day or something's not clicking. And then you're like, everybody has more than me. My life is terrible. And you're like, actually you're good, but like, just like put the phone down, (laughs) you know? So that's such good advice. And I love showing up real and authentic. And I think sometimes as public figures, people think you got it all. Chelsea's got it all. She got it all awesome job, great education. She got no problems. <laughs> There's nothing going on in your world. You're like, mm, that's like the furthest from the truth. Right? 
Yeah. So I feel like it's navigating the highs and the lows and making sure you're taking time for yourself. And I'm sure now more than ever, I mean, preparing, how are you balancing it all, preparing for this huge competition and also work? Um, like what, what, what does your day look like right now? And how do you balance and take care of yourself? Cause you need to. Yeah. 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 I have never experienced anything like this in my entire life. So Monday morning, I take a flight from Boston to DC. It's a 6 a.m. flight, land in DC at around like 8.30, and then I go straight to work. I work until five or six o'clock, and then I go back, cook dinner, go to the gym, practice my piano, do whatever other Miss America prep I need to do. And then that just rinse and repeats until Thursday. Mm -hmm. Thursday night, I take a flight from DC to Boston at like 8 p.m., and then I get Mm -hmm. to Boston at 10 go to bed. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I make Miss Massachusetts. It's all Miss Mass. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really have personal time to myself, which is why I found that me really enjoying the time of like working out and like being Mm. playing the piano Mm -hmm. helps a lot with Mm -hmm. my mental health. So I just try to stay as present as possible. If I have a free time, like I'll call my parents or I try to call my parents once a week or twice a week because I think it's important to keep those relationships and just hear a voice. Yeah, um, yeah like an era of support. But it has been really challenging, to be yeah. honest. But I wouldn't trade it for anything because you get one chance at Miss America. And I, mean, yeah. I also love football. So me going to a game on Sunday and sitting in the stands, watching my team play, like that already is a big smile on my face. So just try to enjoy and cherish the moments that I do have. I love it. Stay present, everyone. Stay present. And I just, I feel like there's always those seasons in the eras where we are in the grind Mm -hmm. because you got a big juicy goal ahead of Mm -hmm. you and no one's going to the gym for you and no one's playing the piano for you. So you're just like, we're doing it. Um, But in all balance and harmony of things like that are purposeful for you. So amen to that, because I think we all get caught up in like, we got to do all the things, but we're doing all things that are like actually not serving our goals or showing up to things that we don't want to attend. And then we get mad and we're like, why are we here? And then bad energy and blah, blah, blah. So I love all of that. Do you um, do you get to meet all the players on the team? Like, do you like hang out like in the offices and the not the locker room? Not, you're not like Ted Lasso. Like, hey guys. Um, but do you get to meet the players? Like, how do you get to engage with the team? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny because I currently work at the stadium, but whenever I yeah. work at the practice facility, that's actually where all the players are yeah. on like a Monday through Friday basis. So whenever I get lunch, it's the same cafeteria where the players eat. So I interact with them there. And it's also yeah. funny just to watch them getting like five bowls. Oh, yeah. Um, they're just like, we're just carb loading constantly. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to have my one bowl and I'm going to be really, really full. You're like, I got to get on stage soon, fellas. Yes. You know, like we'll eat dominoes after. So, oh, my God. That's yeah. so fun. That's really fun. Probably like really fun camaraderie. So, oh, I just love that. So what, like, tell me maybe some some juicy secrets before I let you go. What do you feel like is the biggest misconception about the pension? world or like what did you think it was and what what have you learned or has like changed your mind yeah yes whenever I tell people that I'm in pageants everyone asks me why like mm. they think that I could do something else with my life because pageant I think that there still is a misconception that pageant girls are they're ditzy they're 
there for the glam and the beauty. Like there isn't another portion to it, but like the Miss America organization is amazing because they, first of all, like help girls go to college through scholarships. Like they are the largest um, provider scholarships for women in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I was able to like attend my dream college because I was able to receive scholarships from the Miss America organization. Wow. And secondly, yeah. I have a huge passion for personal finance. And so with the title of Miss Massachusetts and competing with this organization, like I've had a platform to be able to go to different schools, go to women shelters, go to churches and teach these populations about personal finance. So there's a lot more than what meets the eye. A lot of people think that it's a lot of preparation and time preparing for the competition, but it's like the work actually begins after you win as well, mm-hmm. because you are a ambassador for the organization, but also like a serviceman to the community as well. Yeah. What are you most excited about looking into the new year? Because I mean, regardless of whether you you win, you win. We're saying you're winning. Um, <laughs> then that's a whole nother commitment. But then you still have to fulfill. Miss Massachusetts, correct? So, like, what is what is twenty twenty four? Or no, just like you, you, oh. you morph, you go into like <laughs> here I am, Miss America. Yeah, yes. um, yeah. I win Miss America. Yeah, my first runner up gets you Miss Massachusetts switch. for the rest of the year. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. So even if she's like Carolina, you're like Massachusetts now, babe. <laughs> Sorry, Texas, <laughs> you're Massachusetts. Oh no no no! Interesting. Oh, but they they. Oh oh okay okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm really just confusing everybody. Local to the state. Got it. Got it. Okay. So like the ground station. I'm like, oh, taking over a new new town. Oh my god, Megan! I shouldn't have drank that grand coffee Starbucks. Welcome to my life, everyone. Um, We're just filled with humor on this podcast, Chelsea. Like that's that's like what it's gonna be. So that's no, that's really cool. Okay, so you hand it down, and then you you flip over, and then that's Mm -hmm. even that's that's more bigger commitment. Yeah. Yeah, well, imbalancing. America yeah. would be a full time job, but That's what's really funny okay. is I think I actually might be traveling less than I did when I was in consulting. Okay, yeah, <laughs> the same. So yeah. fun. Okay, yeah. oh, we're all we're all rooting for you. Well, tell me for someone listening in. Mm-hmm. what would you say to them if they're really struggling right now with like finding their purpose or finding clarity or wanting to do something that's really freaking scary? And, you know, maybe not having a network of support or not knowing where to start. Um, where, what advice would you give to, to somebody kind of maybe st- stuck right now? Yeah. yeah, I would. So the way that I was able to find my passions, I literally sat down every single day for like an hour every for a week. So an hour a week and I journaled. I just thought about like when I was a childhood, what resonated with me and also like who did I admire? So when I was six years old, I just kept on telling my dad, I'm like, I want to be like Aaron Andrews. And she's one of those sports commentators for the NFL. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I had a passion for the NFL from a very young age. And I also like really fixated on Miss America too. Mm-hmm. So if you are lost, I, I think that like your childhood, you know something that you might not know now. And so really explore that, whether if it's, Striking up conversations with your family members, striking it up with your friends. You don't really know what you don't know unless those conversations are had, which is why I think it's 
really important for people to find their community and express that with them. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that I would say. And then second is if you are stuck or if you feel like you don't have the motivation to go, I think you might regret it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's the worst that can happen? Like yeah. you get a no and you're back to where you are right now. Like you're not going to know unless you try. Yeah. And that's been my biggest thing this entire time is I would rather like work really hard and fail and know that I did the best that I could and like have that door be completely shut by me instead of it being potentially open and me not trying to open it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, do you agree that there's so much learning in the failing and maybe hearing the no's of, if if you can, I mean, I think some people really get down and out and, you know, you always say sometimes the rejection is our protection, the cliche, blah, blah, blah. But I, I mean, I certainly do not hear yes every day. No way. Um, but even those pageants, like you didn't get number one, um, you know, there's so much learning and saying like, okay, this didn't click, but I'm going to try this. Like, what are some of your tips? Like if you are feeling frustrated or in the nose, like how, how did you get re-motivated to just like, okay, keep going or those learnings in those moments of, okay, it didn't work out, but yeah. Yes. That has been something that I have talked to um, my parents, my sister quite a bit. The way that I see it is you are completely valid to have your feelings and emotions. If you are down and you're upset about it, let those feelings come out. Like really, really feel those feelings because you're feeling it for a reason. And I don't think anyone should invalidate you for feeling that way. So kind of like what I said previously, when I lost the competitions, I took a week to just be sad. And I told my parents, I really want your support right now and I want you to let me be sad. So like, don't be upset at me if I'm not going out and being jolly and trying out to find a new goal, because honestly, like that's just how I felt at that moment. But Mm -hmm. after a week goes by or after two weeks goes by, Mm -hmm. I think that's when you have to pick yourself back up. Like you hide your moment to grieve, you hide your moment to be sad, but at some point you have to put your big girl pants on and step out of that door and try something else because at the end of the day, like life is very, very short. So try to seize every opportunity that you can, whether if it's something that you think can be unattainable, which I completely thought that everything that I have right now is unattainable, but you don't know unless you try. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, the belief in yourself and also having a great network of support. And that's such good advice of feel the feels. Mm-hmm. And you can't let all of that be bottled up. And one thing after, I mean, because that's where I think like the anxiety and then like the explosion of emotions comes where just, you know, be honest, which I think there's a lot of shame. Sometimes people feel of like talking about not making it or like not getting through and um, or not getting the job and just like, oh, back to square one. But you know what? You just got to, you got to keep going. You, you We all have to just keep going. And I've been working with people through the pandemic, I mean, the service industry and all that I recruit for was so affected. You know, retail, retail, we were shut down, shut down yeah. for months. People laid off, furloughed. Some people who hadn't not worked in 
15 years, you know, like not, not had a job in 15 years and like getting themselves back into an interview process and like putting yourself back out there in the new light. We figure it out as humans, like resilience is a choice. I truly believe that. And, um, but we have to have the will and you're dang right. Like life is so short and precious. So maximize every moment, appreciate all you have. I love that you journal. I do gratitude journals, like even for the smallest things, like you can't get more if you don't appreciate what you have in the here and now. Right. So I think people are always looking for that, that bigger thing, that bigger car, more money, the house. So it's like, you know, let's, let's appreciate what we have in this here and now. And I think that that's such a lesson too, for this up and coming generation of everything Mm -hmm. being Insta and things looking easy and like, Oh, I want to be an influencer. And we're like, okay, but, (laughs) um, you know, I think that's kind of where some of the luck comes in and personality because it's kind of like the entertainment industry, right? Like you kind of get your break, right? Yeah. So much so that's what you should be focused on yeah it's like only focus on the things that you can control and Amen. that's actually yeah that i have oh, on the wall just yeah. so that i remember because yeah. at the end of the day pageantry has taught me a lot about luck because mm-hmm. you are putting your fate in the hands of five to seven judges, judges. right yeah they like you that day they could tomorrow probably not today right. then you won't win yeah and so i think pageantry has also taught me a lot about resilience Mm-hmm. Oh, I love yes. those post-its. I know I have one here on my computer. Um, I always have to remind myself in the highs and the lows, like all good things are working out for me. Oh, that's cute. Right? It's always uh, working out for you. Even the moments yes. you're like, nothing's working. Something <laughs> is behind the scenes, girl. It always is. Well, yeah. before I let you go, what are some of your favorite things to do um, like while traveling or in or like what's your favorite city? Like what do you what do you love about traveling besides the grind if you get to enjoy it or favorite restaurants in Boston? Like I don't know. What what's what's some of your favorite travel things or favorite city? Yeah. Sure. When I went to Montreal, mm. we went to this French restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, it was the like best restaurant I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. I've also never been to Canada before. So with everyone speaking French to me, I was like, wow. Yeah. I'm a <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just really like traveling because you are able to see a different side of the world. You're able to meet a lot of different people. But most importantly, you get to see that like the world isn't just this tiny city that you're living in. Like there's more that can be done and seen and explored. So you can never really be satisfied. Well, yeah. I guess you can be satisfied with where you are, but like, if you wanted to go after something else, you can't yeah. because there is this like whole other world out there for you. Amen. And it's so enriching. Like it is just so enriching um, in terms of travel and seeing new cities. I, I get super pumped about that for sure. Well, before I let you go, any other, I know you say you play, play the piano, any other hidden talents or fun facts about Chelsea that people don't know mm-hmm, that you want to just like, drop on the podcast? little spoiler. <laughs> I, what are some of your hidden talents, girl? To save my life. That's a really bad not hidden talent. <laughs> Wait, what, what did you say? Sing to save oh, my life. Oh, you can't sing? Yes. Mm. If there was like a do or die situation and I had to sing, oh boy. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Don't, don't recruit us. I can't. No cook either so I'm like real screwed like I couldn't even like oh. sing my way for supper or cook supper or I we would I would just starve to death like I would just start talking about cats if <laughs> and people are like oh 
Here's the Christmas. We have a one that Christmas starts in June for me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I celebrate six months for Christmas. Awesome. I and love I that. love country music. That's like Ooh. one of the songs that I listen to. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, so this has been such a great conversation. You are amazing. I'm like in the best way possible, totally obsessed with you and cheering you on and the power of networking. I mean, I came into dress for success being uh, brought onto the board of directors Mm -hmm. this past year, which has been so great and was nominated to be in that fashion show. I'm like me, um, but it was so cool. But like you said, like just show up. I mean, you never know who you're going to meet, do things that scare you and have fun with it and got to meet like so many cool people. So you are amazing. We are all rooting for you over here in like the pivot with purpose world and community. And I just can't wait to see like what the future holds and um, where can everybody find you and engage with you? And also too, I know you have a podcast that you, um, you know, record as well. So where's the best pe- place for people to kind of find all things Chelsea? Yes, definitely. So you can look me up on my website. It's www.chelseabong.com. And Bong is spelled very interestingly. It's V-U-O-N-G. So you can also find me on Instagram, which is the same thing, Chelsea Bong. I also have a Miss Massachusetts, like right. Facebook, yeah. Instagram as well, and TikTok. Okay. So that one's with America. I'll link it all. Yep. Yes. And what's a podcast? Like, what's your podcast? It's, yeah. it's a sports, like for all the sports fans out there. It's for, yeah. yes. So currently the podcast, um, I have been interviewing NFL players on their personal finance journeys and also discussing how they were able to get into the NFL. I've been expanding it to other sports as well. So that's going to be upcoming. We have not gone there yet. And then I also have Olympian that I uh, recorded one as well. That's awesome. Who's been your favorite person to speak to before I let you go? Like, were you starstruck by anybody or? I actually was. So there's, yeah. So a guest speaker that I talked to was Harry Flaherty. Apparently his wife is the sister of Jason Garrett. And Jason Garrett was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys for the longest time ever. And he's also a NFL commentator too. Mm. So when I was watching football with my dad growing up, like Jason Garrett was always the coach that we didn't want to win yeah. because we were not a Cowboys. You're like, no, Dallas. Sorry, Texas listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. So you kind of, you like full circle moment, right? Mm-hmm. So cool. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, all right, girl. Well, Go, go back to that routine. I, we know you got some stuff to do to prepare. So we are all rooting for you, as I said. And thank you so much for sharing your beautiful voice and all your pivots and all the things. And I can't wait to see more to come in the future. Yay. So good luck. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pivot with Purpose. If you like what you heard in this episode, please tag and share us at pivotwithpurpose underscore podcast on Instagram and spread the love within your networks. For more ways to work with me one-on-one and get all access to my content, join my community by signing up at www.meganhool.com.